0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome. This is the Real Estate 360 podcast. Thank you for tuning in or watching wherever you're listening or watching at all. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to spend this little bit of time with us. Now, today we're going to be talking about this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful software that we're uh, applying in our business, and we're going to be sharing this with you so that you can apply it to your business. And it's all about buying bankruptcies, but it's about an easier way of buying bankruptcies, okay? Because if you've done this before, you know how difficult and time-consuming it can be. So without further ado, we've got a, a few great guests that are going to be on today to share some information about this software that we're putting to work so that, you, again, you can figure out how you can use it. And we're going to share with you how you can use that Uh, also in the description and at the end of this uh, uh, podcast. So stick with us, Real Estate 360, Jason O. Miles. I'll see you after this uh, intro. All right. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is your man, Jason Miles. And today I am here with a few people now, I'm gonna uh, kind of introduce them a little bit, right? Uh, there's the there's the handsome me. Uh, there's Brad. He's the lawyer. He's the legal beagle, right? So all of the legal beagle questions that we're gonna go through today, he's gonna be able to share that information with us. And this is Garrett, and Garrett is one of the designers and and um, I don't know the, the the man with the plan, if you will. That came up with the idea, I'm sure it was a collective, but came up with the idea for this uh, software that we're going to talk about today, and it's called Seek BK. okay, and then there is my business partner, Jehousaphat Kanadi, as I like to call him, or JK, Jason Kennedy.
1: Jehusafats, baby.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, listen, I want to kind of uh, start in really quick with, uh, with Garrett, okay, so uh Garrett we have had an opportunity to talk a little bit a lot actually about uh this particular software and i wanted to first of all and maybe maybe the the best place to start this conversation is with uh Brad so let me let me ask you this Brad a lot yeah. of people don't truly understand what the difference is between let's say well, a bankruptcy and a foreclosure. A lot of people don't understand what the difference is there, right? Because some people think that those two things can be synonymous with, with, with one another. But for those of us that work in the field, they're very, very different things. Can you take a moment to just kind of explain what that difference is?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. They are very different and they can have very different um processes and procedures and how you buy a property and also a much different level of competition. So uh, with a foreclosure, you know, the property owner hasn't paid their debt payments on time, they've received notices and warnings and the lender who holds that uh, debt on the property that's secured by the property, goes through the process and finally forecloses on the property and takes it back Um, And a lot of times what you'll find with uh, real estate investors is they will um, go to the steps of the courthouse, whatever county that they live in, and the the county is selling these, or the bank is selling these uh, foreclosed properties because they don't want to keep them. Um, And um, the bank controls that process. They take ownership of the property. Sometimes they... um, discount the property for the amount that they're owed. Sometimes they don't, um, but there's a high level of competition. Uh, Most of your listeners probably have been at those uh, courthouse steps with a crowd of people and they're just bidding against Mm -hmm. each other in real time um, and they're trying to get the property that
0: way. That's that's exactly right.
2: Yeah, and so the difference here is uh, with a bankruptcy Mm -hmm. sale, The owner of the property has decided to file for bankruptcy protection Mm -hmm. before the lender has had an opportunity to foreclose on their loan. And so the owner of the property who has the mortgage files bankruptcy and then everything pauses. Uh, Not only their mortgage lender, but also any other debt that they might have. So credit cards, um, student loans, whatever they have, it all pauses. And it's put into what's called a bankruptcy estate. And that is controlled by the court, uh, the trustee appointed by the court and the bankruptcy judge. And so all of the assets that this person has, including their real estate, gets thrown into a bankruptcy case. And the lender has very little control uh, over what happens with the property. It's all in the court's hands. And so it's in that playground that we like to make our investments. And it's the reason why we develop this software is to pull specific properties that are being sold by the court uh, through a bankruptcy proceeding and
0: avoid the whole foreclosure kind of crowd and uh, backlog, if you will. Okay. All right. So really then, you know, we have a little bit different. Um, types of bankruptcies as well. You know, you've got your 7, your 11, and your 13, but this software kind of focuses on just the 7s, and there's a specific reason for that. Isn't isn't that right, Garrett?
3: Yeah, you know, in fact, we scour all different types of uh, chapters. Chapter 7 and Chapter 11, we find, are the ones that have all of the real estate that go up for sale. Uh, Chapter 11, is meant for a restructure for the debtor. And a a lot of the times, part of that restructure includes selling assets to pay off um, uh, creditors. Now, chapter seven is uh, asset specific. You know, the debtor comes in and the assets go for sale right away. And so you'll see the majority of chapters that are filed inside that, that we Um, find the assets that are for sale are typically 11 and seven and sometimes 12 but 11 and seven are the sweet spot you know we've been doing this for three years now internally and we've used the software just internally and uh, we've gone through all of the you know the crap if you if you will right right. finding deals finding the right cases finding the right motions to follow and it all falls back on chapter 11 and chapter seven are about, I'd say 95% of the cases that are inside of our software.
0: Okay. I think that, I think it's really important for people to understand that there, that there is a big difference, not just between foreclosure and bankruptcy, but within the chapters themselves. Uh, isn't Do you find that to be the same, JK? Yeah. I mean, it's,
1: I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. Say that again.
0: I I said that, you know, understanding the difference between a a bankruptcy and a foreclosure and the different types of bankruptcies being 7-Eleven and 13, you know, are very important for people to understand the difference. And I I was asking you if that's your understanding, your experience.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, it's, for example, I mean, the difference between Chapter 7 and Chapter 11, I mean, Chapter 7 is a full liquidation. I mean, they're pretty much dumping everything. Um, Whereas at Chapter 11, they're they're reorganizing um, their debt. Okay, So that is gonna make a significant difference on the assets, which includes, obviously what we're talking about right now is the real estate. That's gonna directly affect like who has control of the real estate? How are you gonna be able to pick it up? Will you be able to pick it up? Um, I came across one recently where as part of the Chapter 11, they're just selling it to a family member. So even though it was it was quote unquote available it really wasn't when you looked at the court docs.
0: Right, right, absolutely. And you know, having having done these, you know, over the years on uh, the early stages of my career, I was doing a lot of bankruptcies and a lot of foreclosures and learned the hard way, you know, how I wanted to actually invest in real estate. I mean, I, I think that's really all of us. I mean, when I got into this business initially, I thought I was going to be a developer. You know, everything I was doing was to become a developer. And I learned early on hey, I'm going to need a lot more resources, not just capital, but relationships and so on and so forth. I mean, there was a lot. So from there, you know, I went on to other aspects of real estate investment. And I've, of course, like everyone else, wanted to go where. Fewer people were, you know, not necessarily the path of least resistance, but because you think that would be the case, but it's not, because once you start digging in, I mean, there's a reason that a lot of investors stay away from bankruptcies. Wouldn't you? Uh, wouldn't you agree with that, Brad? Yeah, I think I think you bring up a good point. I think uh, a big
2: pain point that a lot of us uh, real estate investors have is deal flow, and how do we find good deals? Um, that are profitable and that we don't have to wait through, you know, 30, 40, 50 other competitors overbidding and and getting into that kind of a mess. And so that's really where this software was born is it was born from an idea that there is a lot of deal flow available in the bankruptcy courts Mm -hmm. that are not being taken advantage of. I mean, there's trustees out there that get a bankruptcy file on their desk. And there's a property in the file that they need to liquidate, whether it's a seven or if it's part of a reorganization and they need that one asset liquidated so that they have the cash to reorganize all the other debt. But either way, there's a trustee out there right now in whatever court district in the United States that has a property on his desk and he's, he's not quite sure how to get it sold or who to approach. Um, And so, there's a huge inefficiency that exists right now in getting these properties, these assets, sold out of bankruptcy. And what our software does is it scours the public database, finds these um, bankruptcy cases, gives our members everything they need to contact the appropriate trustee, the lawyer, the court, and let them know that they're interested in the property. And I'll tell you, most of the time, the trustee or the assigned broker by the by the bankruptcy judge is shocked to get a call so early in the stage and they're grateful and they're excited to have someone
0: that's at least willing to uh, put a bid on a property and kind of explore the, the possibility of buying that asset. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what I like most of all about this software is, As you said, I mean, it just cuts straight through the nonsense. It cuts straight through the time and the paperwork and the hundreds, if not thousands of documents that we have to review to understand what this deal actually looks like or potential deal actually looks like. Having done it, I know that it'll take months and months and months and months and months to get to a deal. I mean, you've got to literally fill up your 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 pipeline if you will, with deals or or with potential deals, so you can eat in six months. You know, it's it's not that you you're not gonna eat today. What this software does, and I'm gonna bring this right over to you, Garrett, is that it immediately cuts through all that and puts you in contact, like Brad said, with the trustee for deals that are available for purchase right now, not in six months, not in three months. Right now, all the documents that you need are actually in the software as well. I mean, I can go on and on and on about how beautiful this software is to me. But let's hear it from the horse's mouth.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I totally agree. And, you know, it's great that we've talked about bankruptcy and inefficiencies. And really, to understand before I even get into that, there's thousands and thousands of PDFs that go into each case, you know, thousands of pages and there's motion after motion, after motion. And the software, as you said, we sort of filter from what Pacer gives you because Pacer, you really can't filter to find any kind of a deal. And you have to have the case number. Wait a second, Garrett. Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on a second.
0: Let me, let me ask you a question here. Now you brought up Pacer because that is the, that is the service that everyone is going to try and compare this to. Now I know that, Pacer is a place that just dumps a lot of documents and it's it's up to you to kind of go through that. And it's 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 a lot, right? I mean there's there's a lot going on inside of Pacer, but Pacer is the go-to place for people that are looking for for bankruptcy deals, but this is something completely different than Pacer.
3: Yeah, that that's exactly right. So Pacer, you're going to you're going to search for a case number or maybe a person you know, or you can try to you know, search everything. But here's the problem is if you find, if you, okay, you search, let's say Georgia, let's say Georgia and say, okay, I want to look at every case that's going on in Georgia. Number one, there's thousands of cases going on in Georgia right now. Um, so you'd have yeah. to go through each one. On top of that, you'd have to search through each motion to see what assets are in there. Mm-hmm. Let's say you find one that has an asset. That's great. Well, how do you know what time during the, the proceedings of the case is time for you to call the trustee because there's a lot of time when you're too early. There's a lot of time when you're too late, there's a a tiny little window of the sweet spot. And that's what Brad and I with his legal background and my real estate background have put together to find that sweet spot where, okay, there are thousands of real estate uh, assets in bankruptcy right now, let's say in Georgia. Well, we filter, 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 and they'll show 15 to 20 at any given time inside of our software saying, hey, this is the window for you to call the trustee or the assigned broker or the appointed attorney, which we have all that contact information for you, which is in and of itself hard to find inside of PACER for you to say, hey, call them and you can actually uh, per- go after this deal just like any other regular deal and submit an offer with a court approved document, which we have and all that stuff that we go inside the software. So." It's good to know that what PACER provides, okay, they provide all that. It's all public knowledge. But from there, we've done a filter to get down to the deals that have all the real estate. And then from there, we've done another filter to say, okay, these specific motions are motions that we like to follow. and We know that's when we can get involved. And those are the ones that you're going to see inside of the software. So really, you need to have some knowledge of bankruptcy, but you don't have to be an expert. You just follow the documents that we give you and the contact information we give you. And you get involved just like any other real estate deal because we've done all of that pre-filtering for you.
0: Absolutely. And one of the I think that one of the key benefits of other than the time factor, the saving of time, one of the key benefits uh, for to motivate someone to want to utilize this service is deal flow. I mean, every day all across the United States, you're looking at a new opportunity and it could be a multifamily, it can be land, it can be single family homes, it can be a lot of things actually, especially once you start to talk to the to the trustee. But more importantly, you're you know what they're asking for. You can look and do all this due diligence and you know when you pop in the address to see, you know, comparable sales in in that area, you're going to see that property and it's going to say, you know, under contract or, or pending or something of that nature, but that's only because it's literally in the bankruptcy uh, court. Is that, is that correct, right Yeah. A lot of times you'll, you know, if you use the software, you'll find the
2: property that you love. Um, and while you're kind of doing your own, due hey Brett, it's not. To...
0: It's not if you use the software; it's when you use the software. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs>
2: but, so when, when you're using it, you'll see a property you love. Uh, you'll love the price. Uh, there may be some value add opportunities to to bring the price higher or value higher to buy it, and you'll kind of do your own search online, and you'll find it, and it'll say pending or. most of the time it won't even show up as listed for sale at all but uh, whenever it does most of the time it means that it's just been shown as pending because it's in a pending bankruptcy case it doesn't mean it's under contract and so most um, novice or just kind of ancillary investors will kind of skip over that one because they think it's taken or under contract where, where the truth of the matter is it's in a bankruptcy proceeding and the trustee more times than not is trying to sell it. And, yeah. and so that's where some of the inefficiency lies. I mean, the fact is, like Gary said, PACER is a database that the federal government maintains for public record. And it literally is just thousands and thousands of PDFs. And all those PDFs are our legal motions that's right. and court documents. And so we've really taken that kind of anxiety and effort and just, uh, mess and untangled it into a software that you can use to really find some good properties.
0: That's right. And JK and I have been, you know, working with the, the software now for, for nearly a month and uh, talking to a lot of different trustees and putting in offers and, and really kind of seeing things from a user's perspective, right? And, you know, you see all these things and all the things that we're discussing and more, of course, but you see all these things. And in the beginning, you know, you're you're thinking that there's some kind of an inconsistency there, right? There's, okay, this property is showing pending, but there's a reason that it's showing that. And the, the offer price is different than the pending price, higher or lower, it doesn't really matter. But once you start talking to these trustees, you really start to find out you know, the, the meat and potatoes behind what's going on. And I know that, J, you know, I've been doing it, but JK has been doing it probably three times as much as I have. And uh, I just, you know, JK, when you're talking to these trustees, what's the one thing, the one thing that they all have in common when you, when you, when you reach out?
1: Uh Well, Brad touched on it a little bit. Uh, they are the ultimate <laughs> highly motivated seller. I mean, they're there to get rid of it. I mean, they don't want this stuff. They want to get rid of it. They want to get it off the books and um, off their books, I should say. And but when you say highly, motivated, already, when you say highly motivated,
0: when you say highly motivated, when well, you say highly motivated, you know what, what does that mean? I mean, what, what, is, your, what is your true experience when, when you say highly motivated? Because I've been there. I've talked to them. What does that mean? I mean, what are they really saying to you?
1: They're like, please take this from me, <laughs> please take this off my desk. And by the way, this is also common in the conversation. Once they kind of get night, it's funny because Garrett touched upon this a little bit too. It's like when you first call, oftentimes they are surprised because they have no idea how you found them. You know, yeah, like, yeah. how did, how did you know the property was for sale? How did you, or how did you know it was in bankruptcy? How do you know this? How do you know that? Yeah. And you explain it to them, and then they get really excited. And I, this is not uncommon that I've talked to a trustee about uh, property X, you know, whatever, one two three Maple Street. And in the course of the conversation, the trustee comes back says, "Well, dude, I've got like three other properties. You know, you want to take a look at those? I'll email them over to you." That's happened a handful of times already. And so. That's right. And all of this stuff, and I want to stress this, and I know it's been kind of touched upon, but I want to stress this. These are off-market deals. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows that they're for sale. Okay, nobody knows it. As opposed to, let's say, foreclosure, where once it hits foreclosure, you're going to have like 30 offers on it, especially in today's market.
0: That's right. Nobody knows
1: about these things.
0: That's exactly right. And, you know, thank you for that. And, And, you know, Garrett, you and I have had an opportunity to kind of to really kind of talk about the, you know, PACER and the inefficiencies in the system as a whole. And, um, you know, PACER is a place, basically, it's just a document dump, you know, <clears throat> and it's up to the individual or the group or the team that you would need to have to go through all this stuff in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, when we're dealing with PACER, for, for those that are dealing with bankruptcies, I mean, this software... When I, when I say it's a, a game changer, I truly mean that it's a game changer because those inefficiencies you have now just eliminated for the most part. I mean, the software scrubs it, gives you the pertinent, pertinent documentation. I mean, it gives you the contact information for the trustee, the lawyer. I mean, you have everything you need. You know what the the starting point is. And it doesn't mean that's where, the you know, they might be asking 250, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get that. And you touched on it earlier about you know, and this is at the end of the process, right? The, the end of the process of this is you know you've we, you've looked at uh, a couple of deals or a few deals, and you want to start placing uh, some offers in, but it's you know how do you do it? You know, and because again they're right there for you, but it's it's how do you do it? You know, and there's this thing there that talks about the expiration date, and I want I want you to share, Garrett, if you will the information on that expiration date. And then
3: if you don't mind, you know, show us what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the exp- there's an expiration date on the deals. Do you want me to share my screen so they can see this? Absolutely. Or- yeah, let's do it. Right. Let's do that. So then they can get a peek into what's happening here. All right. Let's see. All right let me know when you guys can see it. You're up. You guys can see it. Yep. All right. So basically, we so just back up, and I'll answer that question. But we we made this software number one initially for internal use, and so we wanted to make it super user friendly and easy for us to hire an analyst to just rummage through and find us the deals that meet our criteria internally. So we've made it to where um, you know it's super simple to go through. There's only a few tabs, but that's all you need because this tab right here, Marketplace, is extremely uh, powerful. So let's go in here really quickly. Um, You have, this is, so we've done, like I said, we pre-filter, pre-filter, pre-filter. Once it hits our software, now we have, with a real estate mind and the side of things in mind, and we can filter according to our real estate needs. So we can go bankruptcy, we've got commercial residential, um, over here, we got all these different types of residential you can do by price. You can go by cap rate if it's available, um, location of asset, you name it. We've tried to do a number of units. If you're into multis, the court district chapter, you know, any, co- I mean, there's all kinds of stuff and by keyword. So right now let's just go residential and single family and we'll go in here. It'll pop up everything that's happening today. Um, just so note every page has 20 deals. So if you go 20, 40, 60, 80, 100, 120 deals right now that are ready. Now, like I said earlier, it doesn't mean that there's only 120 real estate assets that are for sale that are single family in the courts. There's actually thousands. But Garrett, what we've done. Now
0: yeah. that's what people are seeing when they go on there in any given day. Right. But, right. That's right. but, um, every day that they can go there, you know, it can be different, right? Absolutely. 100%.
3: Every day when the courts open, so let's say Monday through Friday, we're following what they put in, right? So Monday through Friday, there's new deals every single day that pop in here. um, And they can be around the country. Um, So, you know, you've got all these different deals. And what we tried to make it, instead of it making it look like a bankruptcy software, this is a real estate software. This is a deal finding software. And so we wanted to list it, list these bankruptcy deals, just like you would find in other places. However, these deals are off market, right? (laughs) And so you got the case number, you got price, um, and then expiration date. Now that was the initial question of expiration date. But if you don't mind, let me just go through a deal. And then I'll explain itself. Does that sound okay? Please do. Okay, so I've struggled it this morning. And I saved a few over here that meet criteria for me. And I know for you and your students that they would salivate over these. So let's start with this one here on the bottom. This is a three bedroom, two bath in Louisiana, New Orleans, 70,000. Here's the case number. Here's the expiration date. I'll explain that in a minute. Now, wait a second. I got to say
0: this. For those that are listening to this on whatever podcast service you're using, you're going to want to take a peek at this. So when you get home or when you get to your office, wherever you're going, pull out your phone, uh, pull up YouTube, make sure that you're you going to Real Estate 360, look for the podcast there so you can literally see what he's doing. It's worth your time. Trust me. I'm sorry to, to interrupt you, Garrett, but I Absolutely. want people that are listening to know that they need to take a break, go to Real Estate 360 um, on uh, YouTube.
3: And look at this. Perfect. No, perfect. And so, again, remember, all this stuff is based off of PDF documents that, you know, Brad and I put together. But we've actually made it to where it's a very, very simple listing that everybody's familiar with. Right. You've got bedroom bath. You've got some of the attributes of the actual asset. You've got the uh, address. Um, here's where it's very pal- powerful. You got the seller details of who you need to contact, mm. which is the trustee in this case. Here's the phone number and the email and then the bankruptcy details. There's a save icon here, which is great. Now it says $70,000. Let's just for kicks. Let's just go and look this up here. This is, I'm just taking you through the process that I do on every deal. And yeah. that I know that miles and, and Jay do as well. That's so. Right. You go in here, you look up the deal and you're like, okay, let me go to realtor, $80,000, right? Well, here's what's what's so great. And honestly, before we made the software, we didn't know that this was the case until we made the software. And when we type it into realtor and Zillow, look what it says, guys. It says pending or it says contingent or it says off market. And what happens when you're looking for deals on any of these platforms, do you ever say, oh, let me just scroll through and look at all the pending deals. No, we scroll scroll right over the pending deals. <laughs> uh, every time. But this is this is not pending. This is the court saying, well, this is number one part of the court, but the court is saying, hey, I'm willing and ready to accept offers on this deal. Um, and let me tell you the reason why it is pending. On this particular deal, what I'm willing to bet is that here's a document tab. Now, remember, we've scrumished through 1,000 thousands of different PDFs and all we give you when you click on document is the only pertinent document that you're going to need to understand this case. Now this one's 18 pages. I would recommend reading all the way through it. Mm-hmm. On top of what was us providing this document, we've highlighted all of the information that if you just wanted to say, Hey, I want to cliff note this thing real quick, scroll through the highlighted information, hundred percent owner of this property. Okay. Here we go, uh, there's a purchase price of 70,000. I wonder what the market shows, I bet. I wanted to actually see what the market is showing. But here's what's really cool. This one has an offer on, okay? Per court um, orders and per court regulations, the, the, um, the judge could put a 30 or 60 day once they accept a purchase agreement saying, hey, let's see if there's any better or higher offers before we accept this offer. Mm-hmm. And that, that's exactly what's happening here. Here's the offer that's $70,000. Here's the deposit. Now, for me, I've done thousands of real estate deals over the last seven years. And not once have I ever talked to a broker and they're like, hey, you know what? Here's an accepted offer. Why don't you look at all the terms of the offer and then let me know if you want to beat that somehow. <laughs> right. have, you, have any of you guys experienced that? I never not, have. Not, no. one, not one. In fact, no.
0: most realtors would lose their license for doing that.
3: Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Well, here's what's cool. You scroll through here. Again, I highly advise you read it so you're familiar with the entire case of what's happening. It's only 18 pages for you to get a great deal, right? Well, guess what's on here, guys? Here is the actual purchase agreement that has been submitted to the court. It's all public knowledge. And so you scroll through here, you look at what's being offered, $60,000, you have got um, it'll show you the deposit. It'll say, oh, this is an all cash. Okay. But here, that's so powerful, right? Some of them are financed. Mm -hmm. Whereas what if it's in all cash? There's some things that there's just negotiation power to go through these, these deals on. So that's what's so powerful about this document that we attach. And and you know what, you know what, another thing is, you know, for, for those
0: that are watching this, I mean, if you're at home and you're, debating if you want to get involved with this software and you figure, hey, you know, what's this? I mean, you can take that court case number that you that you highlighted on this on this recording. Somebody could pause that recording, take that, put it in Pacer to see if it's a real deal.
3: Totally, 100%. In fact, I'll go back up so you can get the number. Here it is. You know, this these are documents that have been uploaded through Pacer that we take. So um, these are live documents that are real. That's so anyways exactly. having this document having a purchase agreement in hand you have ammo then what you do is you come back and you talk to this to the or number one you do your due diligence right you look at all the details you can find on that single family if you're familiar with that area um, and then you're like you know what i think i can i can offer you know eighty thousand. you obviously know that this is going to be a full rehab <laughs> with yeah. the boarded up windows but that's what we love right that's what you guys teach that's what we go after We love value ads because that's where we make the money. That's right. So you come back here, and then the only other thing here is the expiration date. Now, let me go back to the expiration date, which is on this spot. We have the expiration date on these deals. Oh, you know what? Sorry, let me go to save deals. We have these expiration dates because the court has said, hey, we are willing to accept any higher and better offer until October 30th. And so you know that that's your timeline to be able to do your due diligence. Again, we'll look up here. today's October sixth. You have until October thirtieth to do the due diligence on one single family home and submit an offer.
0: Mm. Can I can I ask you a question?
3: Sure. All right. So
0: in this particular scenario, you know we are seeing that that offer came through a Remax, right? A, a Remax agent. Now uh, we have access directly. To the trustee, would how would you advise it? Would you advise getting your own agent and having your agent submit that offer to the trustee, or would you just call up the trustee and say, "Hey, um, I want to submit an offer into you"? How would you handle that?
3: Yeah, that that's a great point. Uh, there's two things. If you feel if you feel like you need to have a realtor, great. But if you don't, it could just be you know a, a buyer submission. Um, where you can forego the realtor. Now, some of the courts and some of the trustees may require a realtor su- to submit it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what that first phone call would be. But some of them won't. Like with dollar amounts of 69000 or 49000 or 70000 I don't think, you know, a lot of the times, I don't think they care if you can prove that you have the money, right? right. Um, and you're like, hey, I've done my due diligence. Here's the purchase agreement. And that's the other thing. Like, if you you now you need the documents to be able to submit correctly to the court. So what we have, once you found your home that you want to say, hey, I want to submit an offer. Well, if you come over to member guides, we take you through number one, a glossary to understand every term inside of bankruptcy so that you can feel sort of confident when you talk to these trustees. It's not necessary for you to know, but it I would highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Come in here to the bankruptcy knowledge base. You know, and then you go, how do I initiate contact? Well, we tell you exactly how to do it. And the first thing you want to submit is a letter of intent. You know, those are mainly for multifamily, higher dollar amount deals for a letter of intent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a non-disclosure with the trustee for them to to give you all of the uh, due diligence package that they have per deal. So you just submit that to them without them even asking. <laughs> Another thing that's gonna blow them away, they're gonna be like, oh, okay. And then here, once you're ready to submit a purchase agreement, we have it in DOC form. This is a court-approved purchase agreement, purchase-sell agreement that you can submit to the, to the um, trustee. Now, what's so great about that is that takes right here the, um, the broker or the realtor out if you want. You don't really have to because their, their main job is mainly to say, hey, here's the right documents of submission. Here's the things we need to do for getting us to close. Well, you have it all and yeah. then the trustee and, and the court will make that decision. I will say, per, and, and Brad can hop in here too, but per court restrictions, if there's a higher and better offer that's on the table, they are required to bring that to court for the judge to look at yeah. And
0: And that, that's, that's, that's just what it is, right, Brad?
2: Yeah, that's true. And So this kind of brings up the point. So in this scenario, there was an offer. There won't always be an offer. Um, so, oftentimes you'll have the opportunity to be the first person to make an offer, and then other times you'll have the opportunity to overbid based on your on your preference and on your due diligence that you do on the property. But but the great thing about that is um, there's kind of a give and take in bankruptcy. The the give is if you buy a property in bankruptcy under Section three sixty three of the bankruptcy code. You are getting that property free and clear of all the past history, of all the bad debt, of all the bad financial decisions, whatever, or whomever is owed money by the debtor, whoever has liens on the property, it's all gone when you buy in bankruptcy. I and so that's that's, that's an amazing, very powerful aspect of buying a property in bankruptcy. All the past is gone. And you're starting with a brand new clean slate. Um, certified by the court. The take in that scenario is the court is under the duty to get the best price they can for all the people who are giving away all that debt and all of those rights and liens and letting the mm-hmm. property go free and clear with the development. And so um, they have to let you overbid people, but in order to incentivize buyers to be the first to make an offer. Um, They have what's called a stocking horse bid um, or or protections. And so if you're the first, like in the scenario we just looked at, this first person who offered the cash offer, they're the stocking horse bidder now. That's what the bankruptcy court calls that. And what that means is they broke the ice. They made, you know, the first offer. They set the bar. What's that?
0: They set the bar. They set the bar. They set the
2: floor. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so what the court does in exchange for that is they give them certain benefits. Uh, one of those benefits is a breakup fee. So if you're the stocking horse bidder, you set the floor, you set the bar, you make an offer and someone overbids you, you can negotiate in your offer and contract with the court that if you get overbid, you still get a fee or a breakup fee and can make money um, as the stocking horse bidder, whether, whether you get the property or not. Um, and there's certain things like that, um, that the court will give a stocking horse bidder to incentivize you to make your first offer. And all of those things can be found in the templates, um, that we provide in the software, um, that, that users can use and, uh, adjust as they'd like.
0: Now that, that stocking horse bidder, that, is that going to be specific to commercial or multifamily, or will you also find that in, uh, the single family residential space?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So a stocking horse bidder applies to any 363 sale. So to answer your question, uh, in layman's terms, it's for any property being sold in bankruptcy. And honestly, it doesn't have to be a real estate deal. It could be you're buying a business. You could be buying some equipment. You could be buying um, someone's note. But in any case, uh, if you're the stocking horse bidder in a a 363 sale for a bankruptcy proceeding, you can negotiate stock most bigger protections and rights uh, that get you paid if you don't end up with what you're trying to buy.
0: I think that's a, a beautiful scenario. I mean, there's money to make to be made even when you don't get the deal, right? Yeah. But, I mean, I
2: mean, the court wants active, uh, legitimate buyers uh, involved in their bankruptcy cases because it makes the court process
0: and the bankruptcy process much more efficient than it is currently. And I love that. And I wanted to go through one more thing about that deal in Louisiana that we were just looking at. Uh you'll notice and if you're watching this you'll notice what I noticed. You'll see the offer there from the court. Let me go back to it here, uh Garrett is $70,000, right? But right. when you when you search it and you look at other platforms that it's on it says eighty thousand dollars as pending and then when you go back into the court documents you see a sixty thousand (laughs) dollar offer right that's right so you know the point i'm trying to make here is that it doesn't matter what it was initially offered at right it doesn't it it has it has no bearing it uh, as brad just said someone has to come in and set the floors is that right there garrett
3: yeah that's exactly right and you can look at it just sort of in like a a low bid starting point for a foreclosure or something they say hey the floor is a hundred thousand or something like that well we are the ones who are actually creating that inside of bankruptcy and the great thing of having you know users who are looking at like well somebody already submitted an offer well there are so many more benefits uh, than outweigh anything, uh, by somebody else submitting the offer. Number one, we know the dollar amount that the court will accept the minimum they've already been accepted, mm. right? So if you're not in the, in the stocking horse position, that's okay. In fact, I personally, I like it even better because now I have all the terms of somebody that's the court has said, yes, we will accept that offer. Great let me just up those terms a little bit, make them a little sexier and sweeter. Right. And I'm getting the deal because the majority of time, like Brad was saying, a lot of these people who submit the first offer really are going after that stocking horse play, you know, and sometimes they're like, well, this is my be- final and best. I can't go any higher, mm. you know, because then it doesn't work. Well, if we can see the ARV after this is 150 and it ta- it takes like 40,000 to go in. Well, that's a $40,000 profit. Once we, you know, spruce this bad boy up. So there's a lot of really cool angles in here, in here and it just takes time when you're going through here and you're talking to these trustees right here. Number one, you're going to develop a relationship with them. They're going to be blown away that you even know about this deal. And number two, just like Jay said, they're going to, they're going to offer you even more stuff, even more deals. And the reason is, and I don't think any of us have touched upon this is the trustee gets paid $60 per filing. Correct. No matter what it is, they get $60 per filing and per asset they sell, they get a percentage and that's how they actually make money. So when you're an actual, when you're a legitimate buyer and you're saying to Wilbur here, Hey, Wilbur, this is my area. I love Louisiana. Um, when you have single families outside of this one, let me know first and I'll be the stocking horse bidder. I'll be the first bidder on anyone that you have that has some value at right. So, you know, there's a relationship building on top of just getting these deals is super powerful. You'll have a Rolodex of all of the trustees. Not a Rolodex. How old are
0: you again, Garrett?
3: I know, yeah. Sorry, not a roller <laughs> Dude. You Digital yeah, you you'll, you'll, you'll have a nice little contact area in your iPhone so that you can like directly. You look
0: a lot younger than you are, I can tell you that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder, you know, we should take a. We should take a vote on how many people even know what a Rolodex are that we're actually talking to on this. That's right. Um, that,
0: we should do that oh, poll, JK. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, I think we will. We'll we do should it. do that.
0: Uh, we should run that poll,
3: JK. We'll it. We'll it. That's classic. Anyways, I, I just, there's so much, you know, the software is so simple. However, you've got to understand the complexities that have gone in to make it this simple for our use. Um, it's so complex. And so inefficient that it it hinders 99% of people to even get involved inside of bankruptcy deals. And really, this has changed our real estate investment company that Brad and I have. We get unlimited deals inside of here hmm. um, on multi on single family, and you know there's limited competition if any. And that's where you know having this type of deal flow becomes priceless.
0: Absolutely, and and listen, guys. I wanna thank you so much for you know taking the time to to do this video uh, and and share the information a little bit of training even uh, on there. Uh, so I wanna thank you guys so much thank you thank you Brad for being here. Uh, thank you Garrett for sharing that information and JK is always my man. you know I appreciate you as well. so in closing guys, you can find out a lot more about this by going to realestate360pro.com to find out how you can uh, start to utilize this software. And I want to reiterate the fact that <clears throat> this is a software that you can use anywhere in the world to buy American real estate that is in bankruptcy. It isn't just for <clears throat> the little guy like you know, like me, if you will, or the big uh, multifamily buyers or commercial buyers. It's for anyone. That wants to actively buy affordable real estate in the United States. They keep talking about how expensive real estate is right now. In fact, just this morning, they were saying how um, values of homes today, ju- adjusted, uh, of course, over time, uh, haven't been this high in 131 years. That's a long time, right? But we just showed you where you can still find deals for under $100,000 for. You know, under $200,000. I mean, we looked at a deal, a multi, well, it was a million dollar, million two, I believe it was, uh, for $700,000. I mean, depending on where you are in the country, that's a super sweet deal. So thanks. you. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, As always, like, subscribe, share, uh, download, do whatever it is you want to do with this information. But most importantly, contact us, engage with us. Let us know what you think. Uh, If you want to hear more about this, we're here to do that. Again, go to realestate360pro.com and you can begin the process there. This is your man, Jason Miles, and I will see you on the next one.